You're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Tadra Candle. And this week, we are talking about um, how to be a nice badass. And that sounds kind of like an oxymoron. And I think it's something that, you know, sounds kind of like you, maybe you wouldn't be able to achieve it. But I personally have met someone that I think personifies this. And um, I finally, like, broke down and told her, like, I think you're, like, the nicest badass I've ever met. And I really want you on our podcast. And so this week, we're interviewing uh, the infamous and famous <laughs> Lady Fury. Say hello, Lady Fury. Hello, everybody. Hello. Um, Fury and I met at the Barbara Vey Reader Appreciation Weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin last year. Author Alicia Hyder, who is awesome, and you guys need to check out her books for sure. But Alicia was a former roller derby player, and she wrote a novel about um, roller derby, basically a fiction novel about a woman who is in roller derby called Lights Out Lucy. If you have not read it, please go to Alicia's website and check it out. But um, Alicia and Fury were friends and had been in roller derby together. And Fury is kind of like the public face of Lights Out Lucy. Is that a, is that a good way to put that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So she was at the event with um, Alicia Hyder and was like running around, talking to everybody and amping everybody up and getting the energy level going. And no matter where this woman went, it was a party. No matter what room mm -hmm. she came into, the energy level ramped up. And she's just one of those captivating people that you really want to talk to more. So Fury, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? and how you came to be at the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend. Okay, well, um, I'd say the simplest version of that story is roller derby. I started playing roller derby in Nashville in 2006. And can I just ask why, really quickly, what draw, what drew you to roller derby? Because okay. that's not something I would ever go like, hey, I think I'm going to get on <laughs> skates and let people beat the crap out of me. So what drew you to that? Okay, well, I was working at the time. I was trying to figure out life, you know. I was like, I was graduated college. I wasn't really sure what the next step was. So I was just enjoying life, bartending, um, waiting, waiting tables in Nashville. And I got off work one night super duper late, like 5 o'clock in the morning, was flipping through the channels. And I see this television show with all these girls who, first of all, look really awesome. They just were covered in tattoos. They were super fun. They were definitely the party. You know what I mean? Like in every room, everybody wanted to talk to them, and they were definitely badasses. They were also on skates hitting each other, and I was like, what are these chicks doing? And so I watched this one episode of this show called Roller Girls on A&E, and that was it. That's all I needed was one episode, and honestly, I haven't seen any other episodes <laughs> since then. But <laughs> So that was it. It had served its purpose. You it, didn't have to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want to know these girls and I want to skate like they're skating. This is awesome. So I basically just showed up to, uh, well, I'm skipping stuff. So hold on a second. It's okay. It's all right. right. You can condense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? You so, showed up. Was, roller derby. Well, I was working at a restaurant. I just like this story because it's, I feel like, serendipitous. So I was working okay. at the restaurant. We like serendipity. I decided that day, I'm very much into that whole law of attraction thing. The secret, you know, all that business. I'm like really into that. And I totally believe if you put something out into the into the world, it will come back to you. If it's something you really, really want, right? right. So I was going around town, work everywhere. I was like, I'm going to play roller derby. I'm going to play roller derby. And everybody's like, what? You're crazy. We don't have a team. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to play roller derby. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. 
And so not two weeks later, this security guy at my job came back from a wedding. He goes, you will never believe what happened to this wedding. And I'm like, well, tell me. I sat at this table with this girl who's starting a team of roller derby girls here in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) I was like, shut your mouth. He goes, I couldn't believe it. He was like, we were assigned seats and everything. And we just started talking. I don't even know how it came up. And he was like, well, I'll be damned. This little girl's running around her work telling everybody she's going to play roller derby. So he got her number for me. I called her up. And then that next Sunday was the very first tryouts for the roller girls. That is very serendipitous. So then I showed up and uh, that was it. That was it. (laughs) See, and and I think that I definitely think that's something in your personality that like I admire, but that I don't have like I, I just I'm a I'm really afraid of pain I definitely try <laughs> to avoid pain at all cost and um, I'm not I'm not at all rough and tumble and I'm not at all coordinated like I, I can barely roller skate I stick to the wall roller skating so to think that I'm going to roller skate and people are going to purposely bump into <laughs> me scares the crap out of me what about you Tadra I uh, yeah no no that's I, I can <laughs> I can barely roll I mean let, let's face it the other night I opened a drawer and dropped it on my foot and that is you know I'm not I'm, I'm incapacitated for you know a week so no I mean clearly that's not um but uh, but it sounds exciting I'd love to watch it so so I think part of you being a badass fairy is that you have courage and I and I and I definitely think in order to put yourself out there to start something that you know is just on the cusp of starting and to, and to be like yep I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved in this you know to, to put it out there before it even exists obviously you know take some courage and take some faith and then I think to go out there and do something that is so physical and does have um you know somewhat of a risk factor involved I think is courage and I think that's you know kind of part of being a badass I think so thank you <laughs> um I, I think that that one of the things that has surprised me as I've gotten to know you better now, so we've spent more time together is you're not like, I, I definitely think that someone could look at you in your fury persona and, and think that that's all you were was this rough and rough and tumble, you know, tough chick. And you're actually a very nice person and a very interesting person. And I think sometimes not sometimes in society, I think most of the time in society, we tend to think of women as one or the other. And I know Tadra and I have talked about this before in a podcast. We talked about strong mm-hmm. women, you know, writing strong women and, and, and looking at strong women. And for some reason, our society tends to look at strong women as being bitches. And that if you are tough, if you come across assertive, if you come across overly confident, if you come across as kind of like a, I can take on the world, that that's in some ways looked at as negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've definitely been accused of being a bitch many times. It took a while for me to realize that I needed to ease people into this personality. <laughs> um, you can't yeah. come on with a, fu- with a fury with fury. Is that you, what you're saying? You really can't. You really can't. I mean, you can, but I figured out that it's it's more of a nonverbal thing now. And I don't know. I, I actually listen and observe the audience, if you will, first. Like, I see who it is I'm dealing with to know, like, which entry level they need from me. You know what I mean? Like, can they handle me right now the way that I really am? Or do I need to actually, you know, be a little more chill and like let them come to me, if you will. No, that's that's interesting, I was going to say, because do you think that men have that same like consideration uh, as a, you know? Do you think men have to think about that when they when they walk into a group or a room? Oh, no, I don't know that they can think about that kind of stuff. Um at all <laughs> it's just like if, there, if there's a beer in the room I think that's what they're thinking about you know what I mean like yeah they just, yeah 
anyway, not but to I be do rude. think that's something that we have to do as women, as like you said, read the audience and decide how much of myself can I be in this mm -hmm. moment? You know what I mean? Do yeah. I have to tone me down? Do I have to pull me back? Or can I just be myself? And, and I don't know that that's something, I mean, obviously if we have male listeners, I would love to hear from them on this, but is that something that men think when they encounter a new situation or a new group of people, are they saying, gee, do I need to tone it down? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that, um, I, I think that for some of us, like I know I am, I am a, a people pleaser and Fury, you and I have talked about this before. Like I'm part of that is my upbringing. Part of that is, you know, religion. Part of that is, is, you know, parenting I received or whatever, but I'm definitely a people pleaser. I'm definitely a peacemaker. I'm definitely a, Oh, did I, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Should I not say this? Should I do this? Should I, should I, you know, make the peace? Should I, what, what can I do to make it okay? And, um, I think sometimes that ends up, I think sometimes it ends up coming across as mm -hmm. weak. And I think sometimes it ends up making me not stand up for myself. Probably. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I can say that, you know, I definitely think that that's, that happens. And that the way that we were raised has a lot to do with that kind of stuff, because I definitely had a people pleaser uh, mindset and I still have it a little bit, but I have gone through, I mean, I went to therapy, you know, I think therapy is good for everybody. It is awesome to talk to somebody else because an un unbiased person, somebody that doesn't know you, um, because they can give you some kind of perspective that you can't necessarily give to yourself. You know what I mean? So I definitely was started off being very much a people pleaser and realized that in doing so that I was giving way too much of myself and not giving myself any grace or credit or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I ultimately had to change my thought process and I changed my whole perspective on that kind of thing. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make somebody else happy, but not at the risk of losing yourself entirely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think that's a really hard line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's really hard to know what to do because I don't, I don't want to be a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's not what I would, I would strive to be. And I do want to please people. I do want people around me to be happy. I do want to consider other people's needs, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about, that sometimes I, I put myself last or sometimes I end up not, a, not having what I feel like I need because I'm working so hard to give everyone else's needs. So I think it's a very, it's a very hard line to know, you know, which side of this line is me being a bitch and I'm being selfish and which side of this line is that I'm taking care of myself and I'm treating myself as well as I am treating others? I think where it all starts is rediscovering yourself. Like, who are you? Because I think that's something roller derby really helped me with. Like, I got into something, you know, and I had been skating my whole life, just so everyone knows. It wasn't like I just decided to pick up a pair of skates and go. But, you know, it was something in my so, past. So that day wasn't your first day on skates. No, that wasn't my first day on skates, <laughs> right. You know, I, I, was, I was a child made in the 80s. We had a lot of skate parties. Right. Um, but getting in there and being with a group of girls who were all, you know, kind of the, the same, we're all kind of made from the same cloth, and also getting in there and hitting each other and actually getting that stress relief, and all of a sudden just being empowered one day just kind of happened, being with those girls and skating and, learning a discipline and practice, I don't know, everything, you know what I mean? So being empowered started a whole 
thing inside of me where I was like, well, who am I? Like, what do I stand for? And I feel like it was literally an entire like 10 years of rediscovering myself. And then I was able to actually build confidence because I am a confident person now, but like, I definitely wasn't always this, you know, badass. You know what I mean? So do you think of yourself as a badass? Like when I say Fury's a badass, you're like, hell yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I that, would say is like. Is that an accurate description? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, that is something that I don't, I'm not trying to emulate that, but yeah, I definitely think that I'm a badass now. Would I have said that 10 years ago? Probably not. I would have been like, oh, I don't know. Like, if you think so, yeah, okay. Now I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a badass. Like, what what are you going to do about it, you know? And it's not me being mean. I'm just confident in myself. I'm comfortable in my own skin now. And so... You know, I, I, I want to share like a Fury quote that to me, it, it was kind of, I had been thinking about like, oh, I really, you know, I should talk to her. This would be cool to kind of talk to her. And then when you said this, I was like, yes, we definitely have to have her on the podcast. Um, we were in Labadee, um, Haiti, and Fury is walking down the beach being Fury, you know, and Alicia says to Fury, Fury, you are walking along like you own this beach. And Fury's response was, is there any other way to walk? And like, to me, that's such a powerful statement of, of not, you know, it wasn't something where that made you at all self-conscious. It wasn't something where you were like, you know, strutting down the beach saying, everybody, look at me. That wasn't it at all. It was just kind of like this quiet, like, well, is there any other way to walk? And I, and I do think that that's what you walk with. You walk with a sense of self-worth and you walk with a sense of, of that you have value. And it's interesting to me that you said being empowered, because I think empowered is such a, is such a strong concept for us to grasp hold of. And Tondra, I know you like you, you know, have raised and are raising three daughters. Mm -hmm. You have three adult yes, daughters at this do. point. And wouldn't you agree that empowering women in, in society is, it, I mean, that's a huge thing to, to be able to give them the gift of empowerment. Well, it is. I, I don't, I don't think that it's something that you maybe necessarily um, set out. You know, I didn't have wake up one morning, have three daughters and say, wow, I'm going to empower them. It's, it's what you do every right. day. It's what you, you know, I, I have a, a, um, a 10 week old granddaughter. And, and so I'm, I'm very conscious now of what I say, you know, to her, uh, you know, I, we'll be, we'll be dancing in front of the mirror and I'll say, look at the pretty girl. But I always try, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, look at the pretty, you know, girl to an 11 week old. But I think you also have to say, you are strong, you are powerful, you are intelligent and you can do whatever you want to do. And what is it from the yep. help? You um, is kind. You is small. You is important. Yes. Yes. We tell Delia so. this all the time, you know, because I, I want her to know that she's not just pretty. She is. She's beautiful. She's perfect. But she's more than that. Right. Yeah. And that's well, something I do in my everyday life. Like I love my job. I'm a personal trainer and fitness group, group fitness instructor. And that is the thing that I love the most about my job is that I actually, I have the coolest superpower in the world and it's not flying. It's that I have the ability to give people what they need in class to empower themselves. I give them the information and knowledge of health and fitness and how their body works. And then the motivation on top of that to make them feel like they can do anything. And then when they leave, sometimes Maybe it's like Fury. I just did my first push-up today, and I'm like, yes! Like that seems like such a small, tiny thing to maybe somebody like me who can bust out 20 push-ups, no problem. But to that person, that was something that they overcame and they accomplished something they thought they never could do. You know what I mean? So even though it's something little, like empowerment is so important. And you're right; it's just letting people know that they are strong. And it's in general. Like I've tried to approach every person I meet like that. I try to 
be able to pull something out of that person that makes them proud of themselves every time I talk to somebody. You know what I mean? So that's where my need of, sorry, that's where my need for approval, I think, is being, um, being fulfilled. Yeah. Except for it's not in the way that it was. It wasn't like, put, put this into my cup. Like you, you tell me my worth. It's not like that. It's me making someone else find theirs. Um, so anyway, it's kind of cool. <laughs> Very cool. You you shared with me, and I, and I don't know if you mind sharing it here. Um, and if you do, then we can just edit me out, edit out me asking. But um, you had talked to me about like a, an exercise that you learned um, with a therapist about a cup and a hula hoop. And I didn't know if you would mind sharing that because I thought it was a, a very simple yet profound exercise. Yeah, I, I love sharing these things because that is something that Um, Patrice was my therapist's name. Um, That was something that I take from her every day as these little mantras and little exercises that when I do go to a place where I might be second guessing my own self or maybe I'm just having a rough day or maybe I'm feeling self-conscious that day. Like it happens to even bad. Holy crap. Fury has rough days. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) truly, you know, but like I remember these little things she taught me. So one day um, she came in and she was telling me how all about my, my cup of self-worth and she literally holds up a styrofoam cup and she's like, go stand in this hula hoop. So I'm, I'm feeling ridiculous. She made me do stuff like this all the time. And so, um, I go, I stand up, I get my styrofoam cup. I stand inside of the hula hoop and she's like, so what is what you're doing? She's like, hold your cup out to me. And so I'm holding my cup out side of my hula hoop and she's standing there and she's like, what's happening is you're letting, you're wanting everyone else around you to fill up your cup, but this is your cup of self-worth. So she's like, take your cup and hold it close to you. Keep it inside of your hula hoop. You fill that up with, you know, good things about yourself or, or whatever it might be. And so days I would come in and tell her this story about my life being insane or whatever. And like, I'm losing it or whatever it might be. She would take my cup. She'd hold it up. You know, maybe I just told her a story about how I'm working 14 hours a day, only sleeping three hours a night. And I don't understand why I'm tired. Okay. So yeah, she holds up my cup and she literally will take her finger and start jabbing holes in it. She's like, this is what you're doing to your cup of salt burp. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, every jab. I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. You're like a right. Calm and soothing therapy so session. Worked. Yeah, I know. But like that imagery, it works. Like she's so right. And so oftentimes even like dating, I think is when I suffer or I'm the most, I'm the weakest in this particular department. I'm great this way with, with people that I'm not trying to date men and women, older people, younger people, whatever. But with dudes, I have a little bit harder time keeping, uh, everything like me. It's kind of annoying, but it's something I'm working Which on. Which could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But anytime I notice, you're like, not the only one that has that right, issue. Right. So anytime I notice that there's, I'm doing something where I'm, I'm like letting this guy, make me feel good because of what he's saying to me. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Hold on. Let me get my cup. Let me put it back in my hula hoop. I'm good. Like, I don't need him to tell me that to be okay. I'm already okay. I'm already beautiful. I'm already badass. Like, I don't need him to tell me that. If he doesn't tell me that, that's okay. But also maybe he's not my person, you know? So it actually helps me like kind of reel it back in, uh, assess the situation, assess the facts and remember who I am. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically, it's it's wonderful if you find the person who does help you fill your cup. But it's even more important that you don't need somebody to fill Correct. that cup. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that's it. so if you can fill your own cup, 
and then somebody comes along who is helping fill it, then your cup just overflows. Exactly. And that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Then your hula hoop becomes a kiddie pool and it's great. There you go. <laughs> as long as you know how to swim. <laughs> Very true. So, um, yeah, and, you know, I was just thinking about when you were talking about that it's easier to be uh, – to be yourself or to, to be who you are around women and, and different people than it is around men. Do you find that that being a strong woman is is harder in the face of other women or harder in the face of, of men? Well, I think it's actually harder in the face of men because, you know, I'm 36 years old. I'm still single. My grandparents are like, when are you getting married? And like guys have a tough time with my energy in general it is they're drawn to it but then they don't know what to do with it when i'm like telling them how it is you know and <laughs> right. it's and i don't like i'm too old life is too short to like you know meander and like talk in circles like i'm like second date cool you know what i like you do you like me awesome let's see where this goes you know or like hey let's let's break up or whatever it is like i'm just like putting it out there i don't sugarcoat anything i just say how i feel and a lot of people are really taken aback by that in general, I think, but definitely guys. It's almost like I emasculate them, but not on purpose. I'm not doing that. I feel like maybe they're self-conscious or maybe they thought they were really strong and then they meet me and they're like, oh, maybe I wasn't or maybe I'm trying to step on their toes or like, I don't know what it is. Or maybe they've kind of bought into like the dance that they feel like they're supposed or to play and you're like, used, yeah, I'm Or they're not used dancing. to women yeah. who play a game. I think I, you know, and right. I'm not trying uh, right. to, That's true. I'm not trying to beat up women, but I think that as a sex, we have for way too long had this idea that there has to be, we have to play a game. We have to manipulate. We have to do this. Yeah. And, and I think when we come across like, you know, uh, you know, this is what you get. Direct. What you see is what you get. Yeah. They're waiting for the other shoe to fall or the knife in their back or something like that. Or they're kind of like, wait, what is, what does she really mean yeah. by that? And you're like, no, this yeah. is what I really exactly. mean by that. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it can be tough. I don't know. It hasn't worked out for me so far. Well, you <laughs> clearly haven't met a man who's strong enough to, you know, we could write one. We, we, we really yeah, we could. Let's write we could one into existence. That would be nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's put it, you know, that's the, that's the, the key of the secret, right? We're going to speak him into existence. Right. We're going to put him out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's hot. Definitely. Make sure he's real hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like tattoos. Yes, I know. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I think it's so, um, it's a very deep topic and it's obviously not something we can unpack completely, you know, in, in a roughly half hour <laughs> podcast. But I just think that there's there's so many layers here because I think as women, uh, exactly what you're saying with your with your challenges with men, if you're strong and direct, I think as women, we're kind of groomed to try to be weaker or try you know, to try to be nicer or to try to come across nicer. Um, I think, you know, the layer that we talked about where when we step into a group, we have to kind of look around and be like, okay, how much of myself can I be? And, and you know, how assertive can I be in this? Um, I know like as an event planner, when I was at an event and my adrenaline is going and I've got, you know, all of the big picture details and small picture details in my head all at once, I would talk very fast and move very fast and get my point across very fast, which came you still across do that. as curt. <laughs> 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 but it comes across as curt and, yeah. and sometimes as rude or it comes across as I'm upset about something. And, you know, and I had, there was a girl I was, was 
training one day as an assistant and, and I, you know, I walk in the restroom and she's in tears. I'm like, she's like, you're just so mad at me and you're barking at me. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, because it's not, I mean, I, I just think there's so many different ways that we have to consider what we're doing and consider what we're saying that maybe men don't have to. And again, I would love to hear from male listeners. If I'm wrong about this, I would love to hear the other, the other side of that or the other perception of that. But I just think that it's hard to know how you can be tough and strong and direct and to the point and confident and not be perceived as a bitch rather than a badass or, you know, or having a negative connotation to be a badass. And um, one thing I'll say, like when I say that I think Fury is a nice badass, I've seen her in situations, in social situations and in, you know, uh, interactions with other people, such as like a server or somebody in a hotel or um, something. She is very confident and she puts forth what she wants. She's very assertive about what she wants but she's very nice about doing it. And, and I'll give an example. We were at a restaurant and Fury wanted a little bit of each of two different entrees. <laughs> she's like, I think I want this and this. <laughs> and I, you know, and, and I think I'm, I'm going to tell him. And my husband's like, well, will they do that? And Fury's like, sure. If they've got it, if they've got it in the kitchen and they've got it in the cash register, they can do it. They may just have to get a manager. Well, I, I grew up going to restaurants with someone who would make a scene at the drop of a hat. And, and then you're sitting there going, are they spitting my food right now? You know, because the person yep. I was with was so nasty and so demanding and so over the top, you know, drawing attention. And so I have to admit, I, I was a little tiny bit nervous. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. And when the server came up, Fury very nicely and calmly explained, you know what, this is what I'd like to do. Can you find out if they can do that? And the service was like, sure, and came back and lo and behold, Fury got this plate that had like half of one entree and half of another. And, and to me, that's, that's kind of like, I really admired you being able to do that because I think being able to be nice, being able to be polite, being able to consider other people's feelings and how you're coming across to other people and at the same time be assertive and confident is an art. And it's something that some of us struggle to perfect and some of us do better with sometimes than others. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I don't know if I could tell you how to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I Dang, like I thought that was I, I thought that was going to be our big conclusion. We'd <laughs> be like, right? just do this. Just do it. Well, I mean, ultimately, you know, know you and be you, whatever that is, and be unapologetically you. Um, and then I, I oftentimes will compare it to customer service, like in general, like life is like customer service. It's like you have to remember that there is a person inside of that body you're talking to. You don't know what their day has been like. You don't know what their life is like. You know what yours is like. You can control you. You control what you say. You control all that. But you have no idea about them. So I feel like there is a fine line on being assertive, but also being respectful of what might be going on in that person's life. So that's where I can figure out what version, not what version, but what level of me they're ready for. You know what I mean? Like right. some people need. So it's kind of like weighing like making sure the the scale is kind of balanced with what you need on one side and what that other person needs on the other side. So, right. So trying not to let the scale go too far in either direction. Exactly. Because I think it's awesome to think about other people, but you can do that without forgetting about yourself. Yes. And that's hard to do, but you can do that. And you talked in the very beginning about a lot of this started when you started your uh, journey to a badass, you know, 10, 10 some odd years ago with, with therapy and kind of changing um, the way that you looked at things. 
you talked about that that was because you changed your perception. And you shared with me one time an exercise that your wonderful therapist gave mm-hmm. you about perception. Can you tell us about the corner? She's so amazing. I love her. Um, if anybody ever wants her information, let me know. I'll give it to you. <laughs> but um, she basically, my very first appointment, I went in there. And first of all, I picked this gal. So she's not a psychiatrist. She's a lady who cannot prescribe medication. I wanted to go to somebody first to maybe figure out the whys behind how I felt, how I was acting. Alyssa, before somebody just gave me a bunch of medicine to treat my symptoms, if you will. So and I just we're not to throw in that any way saying it's bad. There no, are not people at all. who medicine helps them, but this was of your course. personal pursuit was to look at the why. In fact, I also have a psychiatrist. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's very important to get down in the nitty gritty on the whys that that you are who you are. Um, right. To figure that out first, and then by all means, you know, go whatever, do whatever you need to do for yourself. But my very first appointment, I walked in and she was like, okay, go stand in the corner. And I'm like, how am I already in trouble? I literally like just <laughs> walked in here. But I'm like, okay. I'm One gonna... look at you. And she was like, no, you're going to be in the corner. <laughs> I'm telling you this happens to me all the time, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like, I'm, I'm here. Let's do it. So I go and stand in the corner and she's like, okay, now tell me what you see. And I'm like, well, I see the floor. I see the walls, two walls. There's a little bit of dust right there. The ceiling. She's like, okay, great. Now turn around and tell me what you see. And before I even like answered her, I realized what had just happened. I was like, I get it. Like I can see the entire room now with everything in it, even you Patrice, but I'm still standing in the corner. So sometimes all you have to do is turn around and look at it differently in the same place you're already in, but just turn it around and to see something else if that makes sense. So it changes your per- perspective. My, my so whatever situation totally you're in, you're, you may be seeing it with tunnel vision and, and you may be seeing it based on like what your feelings are in that moment. But yeah. by, by looking at it differently or by turning yourself around, then you open up your perception to see it a different way. Yeah. And a way that you like that. turn around an example of that is being able to assess within yourself your feelings versus facts. So if you can take your feelings away from the scenario for a moment and only write down even, like write it down if you have to. I write so many things down, it's ridiculous. But, you know, write down just the facts without any emotion whatsoever. So many times when I actually do that, the emotion is actually completely like void. It's gone. Like I'm like, it's not even necessary for me to feel the way that I was feeling based on these facts that are right here. So I think that's So I'm trying to think of like a real world like example. So like say say that I have, you know, reached out to a friend and I don't hear back from them and I'm feeling rejected or I'm feeling insecure about not hearing back from them. Mm -hmm. The fact may be that I sent a message. The fact is, you know, I didn't get a reply. And so, you know, the other facts may be this person hasn't had time to reply or this person hasn't seen my message or this person, you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily that this person looked at the message and was like, God, I can't (laughs) stand her, you know? Right. So looking at the facts rather than just my feelings and my perception of it. Right. In that case, yeah, you don't know any of her facts. Right. So that means you can't actually figure any of that into yours. So you basically just don't know. So you're over there just in your own mind, thinking of all these different scenarios that mean you suck, (laughs) you know? Right, right. And that sucks. So yeah, just like that. And I use that in dating all the time, all the time. It's helped me a lot (laughs) about not Well, I think that's hard because what what you just said, like we don't know their facts. I think think I'm very guilty a lot of, of maybe kind of 
assuming what the other person's facts are yeah. or projecting what I think the other person's facts may be based on my own feelings Definitely. or based on my own fears. And, and I think that's another thing to keep in mind is that, you know, you don't, you need to know the other person's facts before you can make a determination on how to react to it. Yep. True. True. So, all right, cool. You also mentioned that you, that you kind of talk to yourself to keep yourself on track. So this mm -hmm. isn't something that just clicked one day and then that's it. You never had to revisit it again, right? Oh yeah, no, it is a constant work in progress. I think that we all are always a constant work in progress. Um, it's something like, you know, like I said earlier, yeah, I got, I have good days. I have bad days on the bad days. I'm talking to myself 24 seven. I am like constantly reminding myself like you're awesome, you know, or whatever it is, or like maybe I'm feeling guilty about something. You know, there's exercises for that too. Like, all right, self, why do you feel guilty about that? Did you do anything wrong? And if I can't honestly answer that I did something wrong, I'm not allowed to feel guilty anymore. So those are little things wow. that I do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's powerful. I, I feel like it really works for me because I had a problem my whole life feeling guilty about things I had no reason feeling guilty about. But I think it was all because of that whole, I didn't know anyone else's facts and I, you know, just assumed it was my fault or whatever it might be. I can't give you a specific example at the time, but I feel like you're getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, constantly. Well, and I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say the same thing. I think just reminding myself of like who I am and also remind myself not to forget that emotions aren't facts and things like that, you know, cool. or remind myself not to get road rage. Like that guy, <laughs> he doesn't know you. Like there's no point in you getting upset about this right now. He has no idea. It's he's a sad person. So just let it be. I catch myself <laughs> doing that, that I feel like they are purposely trying to keep me from getting to where I need to be. Oh, of and, course they are. And then, and then you ride by them and you do the like, you know, whip your head to the side and do the glare and they're oblivious. They have no <laughs> idea you're even on the road. And here I'm like, this person is, you know, is, is plotting to keep me from getting where I need to be. And yet when I get up beside them, they have no clue I was even there. So. Yep. Exactly. Stay in your, yeah. stay in your hula hoop, Violet. Stay in your hula hoop. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Um, well, I think these are all some very valuable lessons, and I think that um, I would love to hear from listeners. I would love to hear several different things. Like, one, I would love to hear everyone's take on what, you know, what does it mean to be a badass, and is that a positive thing or a negative thing? And I would love to hear from female and male listeners if you feel like when you come into a group of people, um, is that something where you need to, you know, assess your behavior and kind of determine how assertive you can be or determine how much you can talk or determine how loud you can talk, you know, things like that. Um, and, and also just kind of like if anyone has thoughts on that fine line between taking care of yourself, being assertive, being confident, being a badass, and being considerate and being nice and considering other people's feelings. I, I think um, I, I was wrapping up and then I had this thought, <laughs> so I'm going to share this thought. I think that it, it's interesting because all three of us, uh, Tadra Fury and I have, you know, d different religious backgrounds, but we all three have religious backgrounds. And I think sometimes the line gets blurred because in most religions, you know, we're taught that one of the most important things is to think of others and, and to consider others, do unto others as, as you would have them do unto you. And I think sometimes it becomes hard to know when am I having an act of, when am I having a heart of service? When am I having a heart of, of doing for others? When am I having a heart of considering others, but at my detriment, you know, at my expense? So I, I think that, that we definitely kind of struggle with that of like, I don't want to be selfish, 
I don't want to be self-centered. I don't want to, I don't want to have everything caught up in my own needs, but we need to, we need to stand up for ourselves, yeah. and we need to have our needs met in order that, that whole thing of like the oxygen mask, you know, putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your kids. Although I don't think I'd ever <laughs> be able to do that in real life. Um, or, or, you know, f you can't, you can't f give to anybody else from an empty cup. So your cup inside your hula hoop has to be full, like before you can, you know, give out to others. So yeah, it, it's an interesting concept and not some, not something that you could be like, well, just do this. Mm -hmm. But I definitely thank you for your insight today. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. And uh, what you just said in that, I think that people forget that it's do unto others as you would do unto you. They forget about the do unto you part. You're actually thinking of yourself first in that exact phrase before you're thinking wow. of the other people. And we okay, I feel like that. I just turned around in the corner. <laughs> All the time. I totally feel like I just turned around standing in the corner because I've never, I've never thought about that part of that verse really? yeah and that's Fury, the most important that part profound. <laughs> all you have to do is you know switch it around like think about what you would want before you treat somebody else that way that's the same exact sentence just with different words in a different order wow do unto others as you would do unto yourself so in order to treat others well you have to treat yourself well if you're going to follow that instruction absolutely yeah well remember wow Tadra, oh, have yeah. you ever oh, gotten definitely. that Definitely. Of course, your husband's a well. Your husband's I didn't get it from him, so, like, so that wouldn't not? have been. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, think of the think of the the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. It's the same. It's the same Absolutely. idea. You you have mm -hmm. to if if you have no sense of self love or self worth, then telling you to love your neighbor that way isn't a very nice thing, is it? <laughs> you know. Exactly. That's true. You know, That's so, true. Yeah. Put your neighbor yeah, last. Exactly. Take care of their right. needs last. Give them the give them the the egg that didn't turn out pretty and the burnt toast. And pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that stinks. You know, don't shower them until after everybody else is showered. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, it really is. That's uh, how you look at it. All right, ladies, these are powerful. We're happy lessons. to be here for you, Violet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime, you know, just holler. It's about thirty dollars an hour. That's all. I'll there you go. There you go. <laughs> And my, and my husband by this afternoon is going to be like, what happened? What did you guys discuss? No, I'm kidding. But um, thank you all for being here. We appreciate Lady Fury um, visiting yeah. us today thank and, and being here to talk with us today. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of you who listen. If you would like to reach out to us, if you have um, comments or questions or anything you'd like to add to this discussion, we have our brand new and open dialogue thank Facebook you. page where we will post this episode and you can comment right below and discuss to your heart's content and we'll interact with you. If you'd rather yours be a little more private, we have, um, you can email us at an open dialogue one at gmail.com. And of course, you can always follow Tadra and I on our social media pages or on our websites, um, tadracandle.com or violethow.com. And um, Fury, do you have a social media presence that you want people to follow you on or do you just want to be private? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter to me. I have, I have many. I mean, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, Chris, okay. Uh, my real, my birth name. I don't know if I want to tell anybody that. Just type in it's Fury. Okay. It should type it's up. It's all right. Um, but and yeah, we but can always, if, if you want us to, we can tag you. In the yeah, open tag me. All the, ta too, all the so. tags. That's totally perfect. Awesome. If you are in Nashville, where can they find you for personal training or for group fitness? Well, I currently work and coach at Orange Theory Fitness in Green Hills. And okay. it's the best one-hour workout in the country, heart rate monitor based. Just bring it. I'll take care of you. So if you guys are anywhere in the Nashville area, please go and see Fury and she will help empower you. Damn right. 
And um, and you want to give a shout out to your roller derby team? Oh, absolutely! So you, always you don't, a you shout out. You don't play out. anymore, but you still you're kind of their spokesperson, right? Sure, I will correct? always be a spokesperson for the National Roller Derby. Um, but yeah, definitely big shout out to the National Roller Derby. My OGs. There's a couple of you guys left on the team, and then all the newbies. Holler if you need me. I'm here for you guys. All right, and if anything about this conversation has sparked an interest in roller, you can check out Alicia Hyder's book, Lights Out Lucy, and Alicia just released the second book in that series, Britches Need Stitches. So if you um, are interested in checking out some fiction about roller derby, um, go look up those on Alicia's website. So thanks, everybody, for being here, and we appreciate your time. Check you later. Bye. All right.